Healthy skepticism is good right? in the internet age. There are going to be some hills that we need to die on, but a lot of these are not that. All the attention that we pay to things. Attention is the most important currency yeah. that exists on the internet. If you give your attention, your currency away so flippantly, you're not going to have any time for Jesus. Nuance is so much more powerful than just wielding the sword. Um, so I don't I actually don't know anything about Lord of the Rings. Oh, dude, that's quite. Is a, it is it good? Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of twerking on Satan involved <laughs> in, that, in that franchise. Hey, I'm Josh, and with me, as always, is Hansel. Welcome back to Kingdom Thinking. Lil Nas X, you've heard of this guy before? Okay, so Lil Nas has created a song, a new song, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, right? That has a lot of people in the Christian community, uh, how we say, up in arms. It's got them shook. Yeah, that's another way. Good, very cultural relevance. Good job connecting with Gen Z there. Uh, so basically, right, in this video, uh, uh, Lil Nas is on his way to heaven. And before that, though, he seems to, like, engage in some type of, uh, what, promiscuity with the garden snake, <laughs> right, as it were. Uh, and instead of, you know, ascending fully to heaven, uh, a stripper pole appears out of nowhere, and he rides it down to hell and then ends up, like, grinding on the devil before killing him to assume his mantle. Uh, and so uh, this is a really interesting kind of cultural statement to yeah. me for a lot of reasons, right? Yeah, One yeah. is... Uh, as we'll talk about in the video, right, there's been a lot of different reactions that the Christian community has had uh, from like saying we need to boycott this guy or I can't believe he, you know, hooked all of the kids with Old Town Road and then he dropped this on top of them to try and like, like a know. bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, I wanted to kind of chat through some of the different perspectives that, that we've seen uh, and talk about like what should the Christian response to a video uh, that is, you know, certainly several steps beyond provocative uh, be. That's making a quite a, a declarative statement. Yeah. Uh, but this is why it struck me uh, as so important for us to chat about, because in one of his tweets uh, in reference to the video, he said uh, this specifically. He goes, quote, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the stuff uh, y'all preached would happen to me because I was gay. So I hope you mm. are mad, stay mad, and feel the same anger you teach us to have toward ourselves, unquote. Hmm. Uh, that's a pretty telling kind of piece to me, partly because uh, as a youth pastor, right, this applies to people in my guild trade profession, you know, directly, right? And so this is a direct indictment of people uh, who are representative of, of kind of the world that I'm in. But also it's something about the larger conversation uh, about the way that the traditional Christian ethic has now kind of shifted or is being seen uh, in the larger discussion for uh, America at large, right? In kind of this pushback or this this little conversation. So when we talk about this idea uh, of what our conversation is going to look like, we've got, we're going to examine this from several different positions within the Christian faith. And one of the reasons I want to do that is to show that there's not like a monolithic uh, response okay. to this situation. Okay. And so uh, why don't you go ahead and set us up uh, with our first person that we're going to look at and okay. kind of analyze. Good, good. So by way of recap, our question is, should... Lil Nas X be canceled. Yeah. And can Christians cancel people? Do we have that type of societal <laughs> that, power anymore? That kind of clout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's interesting because Christians have responded in different degrees of cancellation sure. to different things, right? In the previous episode, we talked about, you know, when Eminem came out early 2000s, mm -hmm. it was like, that's, yeah, that's the devil mm -hmm. kind of thing, right? And so, all right, let's look at the first person. Yep. 
The first person that offers a perspective on this is Greg Locke. Greg Locke is a prominent evangelical pastor, uh, very very conservative, yeah. you can say? fundamentalist probably. Okay, okay. Uh, of the fundament- fundamentalist tradition. Yeah. And um, in his weekly sermon, Locke calls Lil Nas X a th- thug. That's a quote. For his connection to the shoes. Oh, yeah, because there's a, there's the shoes thing behind it, right? Yes. So this is a whole thing, too. Yeah, so this is a secondary issue, right? right. So Lil Nas X partners uh, with a company, like an aftermarket company called Mischief, that buys 666 pairs of, uh, I think it's Nike Air Maxes. Yeah. Uh, and they design them to have a pentagram on it. They sell all 666 pairs for $1,018, which is a reference to Luke 1018 about <laughs> seeing Satan fall from heaven, right? Right. Uh, which just makes me think, by the way, that... Whoever was in that marketing department literally just very literate. Well, they just typed Satan verses in scripture into (laughs) Google and just like found a thing and then just put it on there. Right. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. Uh, And so, yeah, so we can kind of dive more into that in a little bit. Yeah. So the shoes thing is interesting. Yeah. Um, They're supposed to have like one drop of human blood or whatever the case is. Of some mischief employee, too. It's like who gets bled out for (laughs) for that? Yeah. Anyway. So it's it's this whole like elaborate scheme, right? right? And so the, the one response is, he's a thug, which uh, I didn't even know who Lil Nox was. He told the congregation, whoever he is, I had no idea. Locke said that he would never be able to listen to the rapper's music again because it's a bunch of devil-worshipping wicked nonsense. You think I'm going to stand for that? You've lost your mind. You tell Lil Nas X, I said so. Bunch of Satanism, bunch of wickedness, bunch of devilism, bunch of demonism, bunch of psychotic wickedness. So... A very passionate um, response to counter, right, and sent yeah. over and against. Um, so how I does think, that how does that hit you? So this is interesting because one of the things that we were talking off camera, which I thought was significant, is even some of the like our producer, right? He was like, "Wait, this is the same guy who who wrote Old Town Road mm-hmm. and like a very at least it, seemingly innocuous, yeah, pop." Uh, catchy song, like kids are listening to it. It's great. So I think part of this response is, at least for people who know him, there's a, like a feeling of betrayal almost. Sure. Like, well, this is somebody who was cool. Somebody who was, again, he's he's tamed. He's harmless. He's not somebody that we have to censor for our kids, mm-hmm. right? Now he comes out with this. What? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I think, so anger is a secondary response, sure. right? So people get angry because they feel something else. Right whether that's fear, again, betrayal, how am I going to parent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm not surprised by this response. I think that this is a common Christian response to a lot of things. Um, This is how I was taught about Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and... Harry Potter. Yes, Harry Potter. Um, I mean, I I wasn't allowed to watch Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um, So I don't actually don't know anything about Lord of the Rings. Oh, dude, that's quite a... Is Is it good? Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of twerking on Satan involved in that, in that franchise. <laughs> so, I mean, all that to say is there's a very kind of consistent response in generally conservative Christian yeah. traditions of what would now be labeled as the cancellation, right? The book burnings, the the Disney movie kind of destruction fest mm-hmm. and everything. Like, okay, yes, that's one response. Yeah. Now, my question is, what are what's the kind of like what's the intended goal and the uh, what's being trying to accomplish through that? That, uh-huh. that would be my question. What do you think, in all fairness, that people are trying to accomplish with something like that response? I To me, it seems like a, a 
desire to like interpret Romans 12 quite emphatically, right? Like to be in the world, but not of the world mm. there. And so Got uh, it. if I'm granting it like the best position that yeah, I can yeah, think yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's from it's that. It's preservation. It's yeah. purity. Yeah. It's not wanting to mince that makes Christ sense. With, that makes sense. at the expense, of, or it's not wanting to mince culture at the expense of Christ. That makes right? sense. I hadn't thought about that. So I've heard like, oh, what? Uh, I think it's in Colossians. What do the light and the darkness have to, have do, to with do with each, each other? other. Right. I've, I've had that quoted at me a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of like a preservation of purity by separation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, okay, so I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the limitations of this? Well, so he didn't listen to him before, right? He tells you in his quote, I didn't even know who Lil Nas X was. And then he says, I can never listen to his music again. It's like, <laughs> the, but this seems to be kind of the commonality for this response, right? Like there's not a it's lot like, of- I didn't care about you before, but yeah. now I really don't yeah, care I about you. definitely have no idea who you are, right? <laughs> and so, uh, and, you know, in this one, being a little bit more tongue in cheek with this, right? Like it, it ends up- uh, kind of being just like a like a self pat on the back right where it's mm. like oh i didn't engage in that look how jesusy i am yeah and now i'm definitely not going to engage in that because i'm so jesusy that's right true. so it's like the circular there like there is a kind of a self-righteousness yeah. to the cancellation of that that's interesting now you know maybe we can give him the benefit of the doubt but it does seem that those are some of the at least kind of cultural features of it right sure. there's like a christian culture that's above it yeah yeah in into in a desire to communicate your message right like calling as a white pastor calling a black rapper a thug probably conjures up more problematic yeah okay yeah probably conjures up more difficulties you know for that and so it it seems to be um unhelpful yeah it seems to be okay with being um not necessarily tone deaf culturally but like uh, very non-PC for the sake of like we're taking this specific space, and, and that's part of Locke's persona, right? In a lot okay. of in a yeah. lot of other ways too. Got it. Got it. So this is kind of Locke's so step that's, with him. Yeah, that's general. interesting. So in my experience, um, you can work that hard to preserve purity mm-hmm. by separation. Take the what would be considered the high ground, right? But then the limitation of that is you've essentially shortcutted any influence you could ever have. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, you chopped it at the knees. You're intentionally saying, I'm not even going to engage you because I'm better than you. Yeah. It's cutting off your nose to spite your face. (laughs) I mean, ostensibly. So we would probably say this is one of the more limiting perspectives. So like, granted, right? I I probably, if I had kids, I probably wouldn't show this to my kids, right? Um, I I saw it once and I was like, yeah, that's that's probably enough. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, So... Like you can ha- be wise right. and discern and say like, oh, that that's not great. I'm probably not going to engage that. Yeah. But to intentionally um, draw the line as this otherness, the separation of that, that seems to be a short-sighted, missiological or evangelistic perspective, or it's at least a limited one, right? There, well, there are times when discernment must lead to exclusion, right? True. Uh, but you need to be very sparing and how you use that because of the de- declarative emphasis that you're making as a Jesus follower right. when you take that position. Right. right. Because you are very sincerely reinforcing negative stereotypes that he already maintains Correct. about the church, how many young people Correct. already feel about the church. Uh, and you are, again, I mean, genuinely cutting your nose off despite your face because you can't reach, you've automatically tuned people out. Now, there are instances where it's appropriate Correct. to do that. And right? you should like, do that. You have to do that on some standards. Yes. It's just not a card you, that should be, in my opinion, true. your first draw. Correct. It, it's a, it should be a seldom kind of used. Yeah. It's a hill to die on. You got to pick carefully. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For sure. 
So, and then this one is probably my favorite response of all, just because it's the most interesting to me personally. Yeah. So Candace Owens, who is, uh, you know, popular public figure, mm-hmm. um, public thinker. She, I'm pretty sure she's I- identified as yeah, she does. conservative Yeah, she calls Christian. herself a conservative Christian. Okay. Um, she uh, said, and th- this is a quote, right? Yeah. Okay. I want to read this. We've turned George Floyd, a criminal drug addict, into an icon. We are promoting Satan shoes to wear on our feet. We've got Cardi B named as Woman of the Year. But we're convinced it's white supremacy that's keeping black America behind. How stupid can we be? Yeah, so we'll we'll leave the conversations of George Floyd and Cardi B to the side. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because that's probably... It's a little it's, more peripheral. Oh yeah, it's a little... Well, it's its own video, really, uh, there. But yeah, so her reference to the Satan shoes, right, to wear on our feet... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a whole different perspective. How do you how what do you understand that she's trying to say? Uh, Being as charitable as possible. Yeah, I I think for her, right when she when she tries to look at the issues that Black America is facing, I think she looks at them as far more currently as self-induced than systemically induced, right? I think that's probably what she would say, or okay. at least close to in, in terms of that. And so, and part of the examples of that. Uh, I mean, and she has she has said this specifically with Cardi B, so she can you could probably apply it to Lil Nas X, okay? And since like, look at who we tend to glorify, mm. right? Culturally, uh, and they happen to be you know black and and uh, I think Cardi B, I don't think she's black, I think she's Dominican. Yeah. Uh, well, and so in in the idea though, like being like these you know black skin or darker skin entertainers are people that we cling to as black society, and those are where our problems are far more frequently to be talked about and dissected than just simply saying white supremacy would yeah. be, right? And so I think she's trying to draw attention to what we what is glorified yeah. more so than that's anything a, else. That's a really interesting point, yeah. actually, because so if the if the argument is the the moral compass yeah. or the, um, the influence that we gather, the value set that we attach ourselves to with these icons, that's far more significant mm-hmm. of an indicator for you know, how we live our lives and, yeah, and yeah. some of the um, ailments sure. that we have in our lives. That's interesting. Because, yeah, because you know culture what? is always upstream of everything else. Right, right, right. So without getting in too much into the weeds, right, like that could be true. Sure. And particularly because other in things America, could be true as well. Well, yeah, because specifically in America, like black entertainers are glorified, right? right? Like by white America, by black America. Like, I mean, they are truly Yeah, by prized. everybody, yeah. which is interesting, right? Like that's, that, and that, that could be an episode in itself, mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. the the black experience of like pro athletes mm-hmm. or rappers or celebrities and then trying to understand that in light of um, the black experience as right. a whole, right? But so as, as a response itself to the video or, or to this idea, I mean, I think there's some merit there that's saying like, so are we going to glorify this? Are mm. we going to, um, are we going to stream this? Are we going to make this go viral? Yeah. It, like, is that really what we want to do? And if so, at what cost to our own moral detriment sure. at large? That's interesting. Yep. Um, what do you think are some of the limitations? Uh, I feel really weird about mixing George Floyd with Cardi B, mm. right? Those feel like, um, apples and oranges that okay. probably don't belong in the, in Lil Nas in that conversation as gotcha. well. Uh, right. Um, I do think, uh, it's an overlooking of w- where this video is coming from, right? Like Lil Nas X is really, uh, apparent in this. He also tweeted out over the weekend that the idea was like, you know, 
I've had nine months to prepare for this campaign, right? And he's been intentional about all of these things. Now, the Nike lawsuit was a little bit of a, you know, seemed like a little bit of a curveball he didn't anticipate. But the whole idea, as we'll talk about in a second, for him seems to be, uh, in terms of the responses, a little bit more troll or a little bit more baity, you know, a little bit more trying to get people involved. Yeah. I mean, and it's worked. It's Provocative. got over 30 million views, right, just in the first couple of days that it came out. Uh, and so I think it's kind of missing a little bit of the point yeah. there on, on a lot of... Huh. Uh, the main objective of what Lil Nas X is trying to do. Got it. He he's not promoting himself as uh, an example to be emulated Correct. in this particular video. Yeah, and and he says so the that accusation kind of like misses the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's very clear about that up front, right? He talks about you know people who tweeted at him about why how did you go from Old Town Road to this? He's like. I sing about, you know, lean and adultery in Old Town Road. Like, you guys should be paying better attention. Mm. It's, it's your job as individuals to monitor what your kids consume, mm -hmm. right? And so if you don't agree with what I create, that's the beauty of the Internet. It's like you can go somewhere else and you can go do something else, yeah. right? So he's really – Lil Nas really pushes back against that idea. So I think she kind of overlooks that. Okay. All right, and who's our third? Yeah, so this one is a, a little bit of a way different response, in my opinion. This is a, a Carlos Whitaker. Uh, he's a Christian thought leader who um, really works out of, like, Tennessee area, right, kind of, um, and, and does a lot for speaking and engagement. He's got a pretty solid, you know, pretty big Instagram following. Um, and so uh, his response to this was, and when somebody asked if this was real on Twitter, he goes, it is real, and his exact quote was, we have failed Lil Nas. Hmm. Uh, and, and here's what I liked on his Instagram uh, stories. He did this long thing uh, that saying, we aren't called to be appalled. He says, we are called to run towards those who may appall us and love them fiercely. If we don't, then this isn't on those who shock us. It's on us, right? Mm. He goes, continuing on, he says, not only are we called to go to those who are labeled, quote, deviant, uh, but we are actually called to, quote, get in their chariots, not point our fingers and drop our jaws in shock, get in their chariots, don't gawk at their chariots, right? And this is a reference to Acts 8 and Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, right? When he goes to him and, you know, explains what the gospel is and doesn't mm. just kind of leave him uh, on his way. And then uh, he references uh, the fruit of the Spirit, right? He says, just do this all day, every day, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, like be kind to people. And then 13-year-old Lil Nas X won't feel the need to make Satan shoes when he's 21, right? <laughs> so his conversation okay. is far more... Uh, addressing the, the systematic root or the root of the issue rather than the symptoms. Exactly. Right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The underlying issues. Yeah. So interesting. What do you understand his, this response to, to mean? This one feels a little bit more in line with more like pastoral. Yeah. This one feels more uh, in line with me as somebody who interacts with people with a pastoral heart more frequently. Right. And particularly in the way that I see Jesus, right. Cause he, he and nothing in his response does he, say that this is okay or this is good or this is something that we should be stoked on. You know, it's like there's nothing like that, right? But we already know those things, right? Mm. You can watch the video and as a follower of Jesus be like, yeah, that's not good. Like it doesn't <laughs> take, you know, a theologian of, you know, of Bonhoeffer caliber to understand like grinding on Satan is probably not a cool way to go, let alone murdering him and then like assuming his mantle, right? Uh, and so the the notion though of saying like, why would we be shocked when the world does what the world does, mm -hmm. right? Our job is to go and try and, again, change the world, right? Yeah. And we change the world through the transformative love of Christ. Yeah, and this makes more sense to yes, me. Yes, yeah. They're, I mean, I have I have two two thoughts on that that are really pressing for me. One is, is exactly that, where over against the separatistic yeah. perspective of the first pastor, right? I think the, the instinct to separate and to withdraw is out of fear. Mm -hmm. I don't want the world to infect me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 
that's because you're supposed to be infecting the world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For so sure. so there seems to be a totally opposite orientation of that. Mm-hmm. That's my first thought. Mm-hmm. And my second thought is, just like what you said, when Christians are surprised that non-Christians behave like non-Christians, we're kind of missing the point yeah, already. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, <clears throat> not only that, why do Christians expect non-Christians to behave like Christians? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's totally missing. So Paul, now, now granted, <laughs> there have to be ground rules in for a society to have civility, right, and to have order and sure. flourishing, in, in, at least in in general loose terms. Yeah, there have there has to be a code of ethics, et cetera, et cetera, right. But um, so an, uh, someone who obviously doesn't identify as a Christian is making uh, an anti-Christian video. Like, sure. That should not surprise us. Right. Now, what I really love is how he's saying, not only does it not surprise me, but it makes me want to know more. Like, hey, like, yeah. how are you doing? That's a different question, isn't it? Yeah, entirely, entirely. Because yeah. it, it drops all combative pretenses. Exactly. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. I think that if on a personal level we could commit to a, uh, at least, I mean, if you don't, I mean, we're called to love our neighbors, right? right? But if you don't want to, like, love people who don't think like you, will, will you at least have a, a level of a witness right. that says yeah. that somebody does? Yeah, 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 for sure. Right? For sure. That, 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 that Christ does? Um, so, I mean, think about that, that on the one hand, we can say, yeah, I don't want my kids watching this. Probably not great. On the other hand, um, if there's anger or... Um, whatever the case may be about it, is it matched by sympathy, compassion, love? And that these things aren't excluding each other, but that they're actually powerfully interrelated so that um, if there's a Christian around him who who is in in his circle of influence, that the question that you should be asking isn't like, why, what's wrong with you? It's, hey, like, how are you doing, man? What's what's going on? Yeah, precisely. you know, assuming that this is kind of serious, but but like you said, there's reason to think he he probably even, isn't even all that serious about it. Right. I mean, it's very likely that he doesn't actually worship Satan. Right. There, like, I and mean, so, fair, and fair enough. So the the fourth person who's who's here is yeah, Brady Shearer. Brady Shearer takes this approach. Uh, Brady Shearer is the uh, CEO or editor, main guy of Pro Church Tools, which is like a super important uh, online kind of community that specializes in like digital nativism and helping people. Um, do ministry well online, yeah. uh, and this is what he had to say. He had little Lil Nas X is a very savvy digital creator. He's trolling you. It's bait. It's meant to get a response. It's not a culture war. Mm-hmm. It's a young man that grew up on social media trolling you for clicks. And I love this yeah. because, uh, again, in that he references the Lil Nas X tweet. He says, "I had nine months to plan this rollout. Y'all aren't going to win, bro." And I think it perfectly frames. Um, the outrage that we need to have over this video and things like this uh, as Christians. The idea here is perspective means everything, right? And when you look at it from Shearer's perspective and then couple that with Whitaker's response, what you get is you get to get past and move beyond all of the intentional anger. And it becomes this nothing burger where you can still say like, that is not good. I, I don't <laughs> affirm any of this, right? Like, I will not show my daughter Sophia this video. Yeah. Uh, and I like, I actually agree with Lil Nas here. It's like, 
I want to be the one who monitors what my kid does. You know, yeah. and obviously it's harder because you know, blah blah blah. All those things matter, yeah, and there's, there's room for that. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, uh, I would just talk to her about this and why it seems problematic, and I would try and respond with the Whitaker approach in my own home, you know, and that kind of thing, as we talked about it on a general level. But for Shearer to point this out, it's this reminder that it's like all the attention that we pay to things. Attention is the most important currency yeah. that exists on the internet, yeah. right? And it's like, if you give your attention, your currency away so flippantly mm. to every single thing that mm. comes across the internet that's offensive, you're not going to have any time for Jesus mm. there because there's so much offensive content on the internet. It's insane. True. There, and as Christians, if we make that our battleground, right. it's like, Dude, we're just, we're going to lose. There's not yeah. enough time in the day. It, it also seems like it's the wrong orientation. Yes. So if, if my, if how, if I'm understood as a Christian as what I'm against, right. but not what I'm for, for. Uh huh. what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, on the one hand, my personal response is like, it's not that serious. Sure. On the other hand, like I get the... The concern, yeah. the anger, like, oh, I'm betrayed. Like, my kids were listening to Old Town yeah. Road and now this. And, like, so I want to be sensitive to sure, that because sure. I don't have kids yet. And that's a fair response, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think these are really, really good perspectives on that. Mm-hmm. You start with, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you being played here? Are, yeah. we, are we being punked? Yeah, yeah. And if we're not... Healthy skepticism is good right? in the internet age. Exactly. Right. And if you're not being punked, then is your anger matched with compassion? Yeah. Yeah, so truer love for people. And I think that's what should, you know, like when I know I'm going to have to talk about it with my students at youth group, right? Somebody's going to bring it up or a parent's going to bring it up. Yeah. And it's like, so these, I think, are the types of conversations we need to be having with people in the church that we encounter. It's like, look, you can get online and you can write a status update on your Facebook wall that, you know, you and other people who think like you are going to read and it's going to be this self-affirming circle, but you're going to be losing, you know, the people who kind of just ghost your stuff. Right. You're going to lose them. There and there's a much less inflammatory way that we can discuss these things uh, and still be just as convicted mm-hmm. and stand just as firm and yeah. be just as intentional without losing witnessing without having to value. Say, Cancel. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it doesn't have to cost the relational equity exactly that it's seemingly costing a lot of people um, on the internet right now. I read a post earlier by a friend and I really really appreciated. It. He said nuance is so much more powerful than just wielding the sword. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I mean, how amazing is that? Yeah. And so as we wrap up this series on cancel culture and revisiting cancel culture as Christians, I want to leave with that sentiment, Mm -hmm. right? That there are going to be some hills that we need to die on, Mm -hmm. but a lot of these are not that. Yeah. And nuance, charity are so much more powerful than fighting fire with fire. Yep. You know what I mean? So what do you guys think? Leave us a comment. Are we uh, off the rocker here? Or is this something that we should be more concerned with? We want to hear from you guys. Keep tuning in and make sure you catch the other videos on our uh, mini series on cancel culture. Yeah, and we'll then see you next time. Also, you can watch us on YouTube or we also have that app. That's right. That people can download. That's right. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So all of our videos, all of the series, everything you can find there is in the Juice app. Search for it in the App Store or on Google Play and connect with us. Absolutely. We'll see you next time on Kingdom Thinking.